0: Campus 180 Radio. Funny, thoughtful, real.
1: Biblical Breakouts. The mystery is in progress. The investigation has begun. Who did it? Is it real? Is it fake? Join Ethan Cook on Campus 180 Radio as he investigates biblical mysteries on biblical breadcrumbs.
0: Welcome to Bottom Shelf Gulch. I'm Mike the Kid, and this is my co-host, Tombstone Adam.
2: Howdy, cowboy.
0: We have a tale as old as the West, or 1991. That's right, this is Bottom Shelf Dreams, the only podcast that makes a big deal about underrated movies and TVs. So, little partner, click, like, or subscribe us, give us five sheriff stars... Or just tell your partner about what we're doing in these parts. All right. My bit is over. All right. Our special guest today is not associated with our big brother mission, Campus 180, at least not yet. But he's just as special. So let's give it up for Chris Cowan.
1: Hey. Hey, Chris. Nice to be here. And you said my name right, which a lot of people don't do. So I'd really appreciate it.
0: We, we had someone on staff named Cowan, so we oh, just think there, you're related. There you go.
1: Yeah, I probably <laughs> am. I, I, I have seven siblings, so there's honestly, there's mm-hmm. a great chance of that. So, Yes.
0: So big, big questions right out the bat. Right. Chris, what do you do for a living?
1: Um. Well, my <laughs> my boring uh, job is uh, I'm a manager uh, for, of customer service at... Uh, major corporation but i i I don't really talk about that on social media the more interesting stuff is that i do uh voiceovers character voices that kind of thing uh on the side and i also uh write for the babylon bee and not the bee
0: that's amazing so let's just stop right there because we could do a whole episode on that you write for the babylon bee now, I tried to look up some of your articles, but every all of them are nameless. Yes, you're you're kind of sucked into you're assimilated into the Borg.
1: Yes, like we are the B. Um, it 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 is. It's it, sometimes it's kind of sad because I'm like, oh, I'm really proud of this article. I want the <laughs> world to know I wrote it, or it like gets a lot of traction, and I'm like, it would be nice if my name was attached to that. Um, other times, I'm like, this is a really controversial take. And I have a lot of people on social media on my friends list who are, you know, represent all viewpoints and would probably be incredibly offended. So it's probably best that my name isn't attached.
0: <laughs> well, you, you know, that's that's very interesting. That's very interesting. And I don't know if you can hear in the, the background. Am I uh, picking up a vacuum cleaner?
1: Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. A wind oh, tunnel, man. OK. Like that.
0: Hot take. OK. <laughs> Well anyways, uh, yeah. So that is amazing. Um you write undercover. Yes. Um telling people offensive things. I love that job description.
1: Yeah, it's it's nice. They uh, there was one cuz I wrote one called um what w- what was the headline? It was like uh new Bible has like the word pride highlighted in rainbow colors like all throughout the book and then it like quotes these verses about pride. That are maybe a little controversial, <laughs> oh. you know, so it's just like, oh, yeah, it's probably one that, you know, I don't need everyone on my friends list, like, to know about or whatever, but yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I, I, I can't see why anyone would get offended by that,
1: huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what, what um what would you say makes you a geek?
1: Um... Well, it's actually you can't uh if if you're d- does this does this go like on YouTube or anything, like the video no. part of this or is it just audio. Okay. Yeah, we have space for radio. I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I would show you my my background. I've got it all <laughs> decorated with all kinds of uh geek loot. Um I've got a, a Superman bust and I, um I grew up just loving like D C comics and um you know the the comics the movies eh, i have mixed mixed feelings on those mm-hmm. but but uh, dc comics <laughs> um uh, i've got a, a hipster vinyl collection my my music preference is really like pre 1960s is kind of where it's at and um and i've got the the vinyl hipster vinyl collection to reflect that um i have a lego pirate ship on my shelf right behind me um that is basically a recent recreation of a lego pirate ship i had as a child and i put that together just a few months ago with my kids because i was so excited it's called the black seas barracuda And it's, like, from more than 30 years ago. And I, like, got it again because they re-released it. And it's the most amazing thing ever. So that's kind of a little bit, I guess, of of my geek cred. I don't know if that counts, but it's Mm -hmm. it's something. Did you
0: like that I glossed over the fact that you do voice character work?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm totally totally fine with glossing over that. It's, uh... (laughs) Bab, it's okay. Babylon B gets the, gets the, gets the mm-hmm. shiny bow. The...
0: Right. <laughs> well, I mean, now, now I'm interested. It sounds like you do it embarrassing, like, like Cialis <laughs> commercials or something.
1: <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> now you, you really want to know. Yeah. Not Cialis, but probably equally as, as embarrassing. So, okay. So, so story time. Um, my, uh, my best friend who also, uh, uh, I, I do a podcast with him and he, uh, he actually does voiceovers as well. He, uh, he was watching a show on Hulu, um, and because he's poor, he has the version of Hulu where, you know, where there's still commercials, um, mm. oh, yeah. like, yeah. like some kind of barbarian. And, <laughs> uh, his show kept getting interrupted, uh, by this one commercial, <laughs> Mm-hmm. of a of a superhero running around the city and uh handing men uh male hygiene products <laughs> and you and like it like kept playing again and again like interrupting his show and after like the third or fourth time he was like i think i recognize that voice mm-hmm. and then he He asked me like the next day, and I was like, Yes, I do recall (laughs) doing like a fake Batman voice for a commercial about men's (laughs) hygiene products. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. And he recognized
1: my voice. Yep. That's incredible.
0: That. That story made me forget the premise of our show. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to
1: talk about what we're, we're going to we're talk gonna about. We're just going to pull on that thread now. Yeah. It, <laughs> well,
0: you know, uh, we better get to it. Uh, so, Chris, okay. on a scale yeah. of secret to Nim, to rat Ratatouille, how excited are you to talk about An American Tale, Five Will Goes West?
1: Oh, I am full hunchback of Notre Dame, let me tell you.
0: Wonderful. I couldn't have gotten a better answer. So... Um, we talk to a lot of youngins who have no idea that there were cartoon movies before Pixar, Disney and Shrek. Mm. Um, so they trust us to make sure that we're giving them good recommendations. So what we do is we need to calibrate your taste so that people know you're trustworthy. All right. So please give your honest opinion about the following things and products. (laughs)
1: All right.
0: All right. Number one. Strawberry pop tarts.
1: Uh, pop tarts is always a yes. Uh, I feel very, very positive about pop tarts.
0: Mm-hmm. Solid. With or without milk?
1: Ooh. Um. I mean, you can't go wrong with You need milk. You need some kind of beverage, and milk is a good choice. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah pop tarts really dry the mouth out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're like, if the, you actually toast them instead of like just eating them straight from the package like I'm I might I might know someone who does sometimes but
2: <laughs> yeah i think if you're a barbarian or a kid that's okay but you, if you're an adult you got to toast it
1: i yeah. got to toasting it toasting it is great but it, sometimes i'm just like i got to get that goodness inside my mouth and toasting yeah. takes too long
0: i'm pretty sure you, we all know someone who got botulism from a, rare, from a raw Pop-Tart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, man. You're, you guys, uh, you, you, I'm sure you guys know Brian Regan, right? Have you seen his mm-hmm. bit on, uh, on the Pop-Tart? Oh, my gosh. You, you have to watch the Brian Regan bit on Pop-Tarts. It's hilarious because he's just like, did you know that the Pop-Tart actually has, like, directions On on the back. That's incredible. He's like, it should be one step. (laughs) Pop the pop, toast the pop tart. Like, you're done. Now eat it. But but there's like multiple steps involved. Like, unwrap it from the wrapper. Okay, okay. I see where they're going here. Insert vertically into the toaster. (laughs) Boom. What? Yes. Oh, man. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, uh, we're talking about Brian Regan and his, yes. no, wait. Uh, moving on, what are your thoughts on Nacho Libre?
1: Oh, man, I just watched that recently uh, with my kids for the first time in years. Um, nice. And, and it's, it's solid. It's a, it's a guy who made uh, Napoleon Dynamite, also made this mm. movie. Um, so it's definitely got some of that weird, quirky humor. Uh, it's super, super quotable and, uh, uh, one of Jack Black's finest films, I'd say. Yeah,
0: it's very true. Actually
1: based on a true character who did that. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, he did pro wrestling to, uh, raise money for his church.
1: And I did not know that. Yeah. hmm. Wow. So, so sure here's a
2: Babylon B article.
0: <laughs> what was
2: that i said are you sure that's not a babylon b article yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like that it sounds made up yeah well right.
0: adam right. as you know i do fall for satire a lot that's true
2: <laughs> yeah we were talking about a, a wrestler called the big show one time and there was like a it's like a fake article about him dying or something and mike thought it was real <laughs> oh. and i had to explain to him what satire was so that
0: was <laughs> so, so. Speaking of satire, what are your thoughts on the Onion News? Oh man,
1: um, I used to really love the Onion, mm-hmm. and you know, I you know, I, I gotta be respect. I gotta respect the Onion. I gotta give respect where it's due because the Onion was, you know, they're the original. They're yeah. the original satire. They kind of paved the way for all us other satire websites. Um, And so I don't want to dog on them too much. Um, I do feel like uh, they used to be more, be willing to be more edgy and kind of toy with their audience and like take on opinions that maybe weren't very mainstream and run with them and kind of, you know, kind of like uh, the South Park guys, where I don't love everything Mm -hmm. they do, but I appreciate what they do and how they do it. And I feel like the onion has lost a little bit of that lost a little mm-hmm. bit of that willingness to to kind of uh maybe go against their base audience even and and mm-hmm. and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. and so it's kind of a bummer, but they're you know they're the oG, so i gotta I gotta mm-hmm. respect them a little bit, even if uh you know the Babylon bee gets way more hits than they do. I don't know <laughs> oh, you you know that as a fact? Uh, yes, yeah, oh,
0: wow. Yeah. It. <laughs> so it's. Would you consider yourself the Jedi
1: or the Sith in this rivalry? Ooh. Um. You know, I'm more of a. I, I'm more of the Jar Jar Binks, really. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just there to Neutral. sabotage everything, <laughs> and un, under the guise, I'm pretending to be one thing while I'm really just sabotaging everything else. Right. Um. George. And Jar Jar's
2: really
0: the happiest character in the entire saga. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and there's that theory video that he is a Jedi that uses, or,
1: like a... or that he's a Sith. Have you heard yeah. that one?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I buy it. That, yes.
1: That he he intentionally sabotaged everything, pretending to be uh, uh, one of the good guys, but really he's this evil mastermind who defies physics. And mm-hmm. I like that theory. Uh, I actually do hate Jar Jar Binks, just for the record, in case that's something that's gonna, <laughs> you know, come back to bite me when I run for political office or anything. I can't <laughs> yes. stand Jar Jar Binks, and I don't actually want to be associated with him.
2: Um, <laughs> got a distance, got a back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. uh, okay. How about this? I'll be the Ewoks. I'll be Perfect. the Ewoks. You know, I'll be wicked, cause underdog, but also kind of lovable. How's right. that? You know, un- lovable underdog, and and. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I like that. that. so
0: the with Ewoks that. take down million-dollar like uh, rep or uh, Empire tanks with logs. Yeah. So yeah, they're pretty much they're stronger than the Jedi
1: in a lot <laughs> of ways. Common. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, canon. That was canon. It was canon. So, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on
1: Frogger? Oh man, Frogger. Um. I mean, the original always has a nostalgic place in my heart. Uh, there, there's been a few kind of remakes or clones. Crossy Road. I love Crossy Road, which is just a—it's like a Frogger clone, really. Mm-hmm. And and I've I, I've 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 had my moments of uh, addiction to Crossy Road, and <laughs> uh, and that that's all rooted back in the, I think the nostalgia of of you know 80s Frogger. So big yeah. fan.
0: And finally, music from the band Lifehouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> I freaking okay. I freaking love Lifehouse. All right, I love Lifehouse. Good, I was in man, high. Strong, I was in high school, uh, <laughs> and I was about to do an impression of Jason Wade, but uh, I'll, I'll spare you. But. Uh, <laughs> I freaking love life house there's so much there's so much nostalgia like that was a, a you know that was high school so any song you listen to in high school is like that becomes i feel like that's a, it, the music that you listen to in high school is the music of your life like that's mm-hmm. the music i feel like you can come back to and it's just always even if you go back and you're like wow this kind of sucks you're you're like but it's so nostalgic because it mm-hmm. it has such meaning but actually, I, I genuinely do love Lifehouse. Like, uh, that's one of my favorite songs is Blind. Um,
0: oh, everyone likes that song.
1: And uh, it's, it's just such a, like, a powerful, emotive song. And uh, I just... Uh, and, of course, you know, all the all the classics from uh, No Name Face and uh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that other... Is. But, yeah, Lifehouse is great. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Man, the Lifehouse feels like an apology for Nickelback.
1: <laughs> or Creed, or, or, yeah, trade. I don't know. Who was Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or so, uh, what was it? Temple Pilots or something? Um, Temple
0: Pilots, yeah. There's so many. So, folks, there you have it. If you hate Pop-Tarts, if you love Jar Jar... <laughs> <laughs> if, then, um, if you think Lifehouse is meh, then you're not going to like this show we're going to talk about. An American Tale, Five Will Goes West. It's actually a movie. And I just want to paraphrase the Nostalgia Critic uh, because this is, a, this is actually a sequel. So th- I think this is one of the mm-hmm. first sequels we're going to talk about. So this is An American Tale. Um, the first one was about the struggles of the immigrant families coming to America... Well, the second one was how cute mice look in cowboy hats. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. So, with that, Adam, <laughs> take it away.
2: Oh man, uh, I I was so excited uh, when uh, I saw that we were going to talk about this. Um, I I as a, we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, uh, but I had never personally seen this, but I was aware of the character, and I was kind of aware of. The significance of the people that worked on it like you know this is steven Spielberg. this is um phil I, i'm not sure how to say his last name but the the nibblelink or whatever um who worked on who framed roger rabbit like this is like an all-star cast of people that that worked on this and um and it was also the people that work that would go on to work on like prince of egypt and mm-hmm. um they would go on to kind of separate from disney because this is like when Disney was doing stuff before Pixar, right?
0: Mm-hmm. This is uh the year was well, when Beauty and the Beast came out.
1: Yeah, so this is not a Disney film, which okay, a lot of people think like it's a cartoon from the eighties or nineties, therefore it's Disney, but it's actually not. It's uh Don Bluth is the yeah. the the guy who was like a Disney animator. He worked on Robin Hood, which is a Disney cartoon back in the seventies, and uh and he's done a lot of like he's done a lot of very like you re- recognizable films, including American Tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. And uh, and this movie, um, it, it's really it it's really under the the radar. Like, there's it didn't do like incredibly well at the box office. Um, I just yeah. had the stats and figures up. It only you know raked in forty million dollars in '90s cash dollars. So that's probably like what. 200 million dollars now in, in 2020 US bucks 2021 right. bucks um <laughs> but uh since mike told us that we were doing this episode on it i was talking to some of my friends and it unlocked a lot of uh oh yeahs in them they they remembered it from their childhood and uh, yeah. one friend had a, a like a giant uh a stuffed animal of of Fidel um who's very lovable he's, yeah. he's oh, yeah. adorable like big ears uh the the squeaky voice the whole nine yards um but uh another thing about this this movie that's really incredible is the the cast in it the cast in it is brilliant mm-hmm. uh, the uh you know the group that they got together i don't even know how they how they had the money for this uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's astounding like uh tom de philip glasser jimmy stewart john cleese yes. like Yes. It's like John Lovitz. It's it's incredible who they, <laughs> they got for this. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it, it makes you know, it makes Pixar cringe at the they're like, Oh man, how how do we get that cast? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they and the casting is brilliant. So like John Cleese plays uh cat wall in it, right? And he kind of he's this very pompous, kind of like rich cat, and it, it's just it's so perfect for John Cleese.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the cast is amazing. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is is uh, probably one of Jimmy Stewart's, like, last role. It's his right? last role. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. The, the one before that was a soup commercial. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> this soup here is real good stuff. <laughs> Wonderful soup. Wonderful. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Um, I see you doing the voiceover for that commercial. Yeah,
2: <laughs> brilliant. Um, yeah, one of my one of my favorite questions to ask people is, "Who's your favorite uh, weird celebrity crush?" And I, I asked a friend, and she said that her celebrity crush was Jimmy Stewart. I was like, "That's <laughs> real weird and real specific." <laughs> and I was like, "How? Like how and why?" And I, I don't know. She just. Fell in love with uh a Christmas story, so like, yeah, just, like but, or, right. or it's Wonderful Life. Yeah, it,
1: it, yeah, it's a Wonderful Life. I mean, I watch that every. I, I have a crush on on Jimmy Stewart. Are you kidding? <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> Like, I want him to
2: peep on me in Rear Window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: bringing Hitchcock he can in. give me vertigo. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: right. Exactly. <laughs> it writes itself. Oh. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, no, the, the cast is, is incredible. I mean, and we, and we, we talked about like the producers and, um, we, I can't believe we glossed over, uh, who, you know, the big name, the biggest name attached to it, Steven Spielberg, uh, to, um, he was, he like an executive producer or something. I think it was reading. Um, yeah yeah it's it's just incredible that they uh, that they 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 put this together for the the, mm-hmm. the money that they put into it and um how little kind of recognition it has and um but then how cornerstone this piece was for then going on to do things like who framed Roger Rabbit
0: right mm-hmm. so wait was this first and then who framed Roger Rabbit
2: or mhm yeah okay. so they did this and then who framed Roger and um, I, I think it was kind of like, uh, the way that they shot the, or the shot, they animated it, they wanted it to be as live action as possible. So it's like, um, I watched the the trailer for it and, you know, they're, they're gunslinging in there, like, oh, real, no. like, hateful eight, like, they're just going for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. John Wick.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have, yeah, they have, like, I re- I remember, it's been a while since I've actually seen it, but I remember just some beautiful, like, cinematography type stuff mm. where, like, you know the stuff that you used to not see in cartoons where like the camera changes angles and like rotates around a character and stuff like mm-hmm. that. it was kind of a little more cutting edge for the time for two d animation
0: right they It was one of the first movies in the nineties to use computer animation oh, yeah. um to do one of their like to show one of their backdrops, you know roaming through the desert and then um Beauty and the Beast did that beautiful ballroom right um and it kind of blew it away and kind of put it under the rug
1: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely and yeah. So the, the, the movie, yeah, the movie's pretty short too. Um, just, you know, going through the, the rest of its, uh, you know, statistics, it's got a 74 minute runtime, uh-huh. um, which is, you know, you think now like, you know, nobody would release a, a movie that short nowadays like that. You're not going to get your right. money's worth from that. Um, but you know, they went for quality instead of like trying to stretch it over, you know, yeah. you know, 90 minutes and it yeah. just kind of falls flat. And, um, but let's see uh the the last little bit of of you know factoid that i um that I have for it is um like you were saying earlier, this is kind of the the sequel uh to um this kind of series of of movies um an american tale and and they're all interconnected right so there's it's this this mm-hmm. family that that uh of mice the mouse Yeah. Uh, not very imaginative, but, (laughs) um, but I, I love that they, um, that they really capture the kind of the American spirit, right? The idea of this family coming to America, it's, it's real hopeful. And, and, you know, that they kind of set the tone, I think for a lot of, you know, movies that we're, we're getting nowadays from Pixar, right? Like movies with, with heart movies, with soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, pun mm-hmm.
2: intended soul um yes. but um but yeah no. they this movie kind of like if you love the kind of like sappy cheesy like ah happy ending um but with you know quality animation that pixar kind of brings to the table you're you're gonna love this movie mm-hmm. yeah I
0: mean, there's so many directions we can go with this mm. first of all award-winning songs you know they they came out with that song that maybe you would hear your mom sing sometimes. The somewhere out there, <laughs> yeah. and you know, um, there's a lot of great songs in this movie as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Ones about you know, they're all kind of like country and you know, rolling, 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 kind of yeah. you know, uh, you know, surviving the west type songs, but. You know, it's it seems like Don Bluth had his finger on like award winning songs that get yeah. stuck in your head.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's all good stuff. I mean, the it definitely it it's one of those movies that you look back on, you're like, Man, this is just a little bit ahead of its time. Like if they yeah. this was released ten years later and was maybe, you know, twenty minutes a little yeah. bit longer, this would have been you know everyone this would have been the shrek
0: <laughs> right <laughs> yes i was i was telling chris this is yeah. uh this was the shrek before yeah. shrek
1: it's uh um, yeah it's it's really funny cuz it's like it's it's like i feel like five goes west is such a good like standalone film uh, but it's also such a like it's actually a real kind of a stark contrast between the, the first american tale cuz like the first american tale was like to me especially watching it going i actually just watched that one recently with the kids my kids Mm uh uh and that's like kind of high art in a way just because Mm -hmm. it's like it's a rich like historical like telling of this era in our country of the Mm -hmm. great like migration from europe into america and the american dream and all that and people kind of getting disillusioned with uh, you know, OK, America isn't just like this perfect, you know, flawless utopia. There are real struggles once you get here and all that. Um, and so like the original American tale is just uh, like it's art. Um, whereas Will <laughs> Goes West is more just it's pure fun. It's just like good fun because it's not yeah. really like it's just a, they go west. They're They so it's just a cowboy <laughs> movie and it's just kind of playing into all the cowboy tropes. But with mice and cats. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like um, it's it's not it, it's not really as like, OK, we're getting a lot of great like history here, but it's just so well made. And like you said, the cast is incredible. Yeah. Uh, John Cleese and Jimmy Stewart just are are amazing. I didn't even remember that John Lovitz was in there, but he's my celebrity crush. And, uh, <laughs> so- uh, <yes. laughs>
2: as he should be.
1: So, so he's so he's amazing uh I'll, I'll have to like rewatch it and see where he's at because yeah. that, that's that's awesome yeah
0: mm-hmm. so many so many people quote the simpsons but they should be quoting the critic which um is a john Lovett's made by the yeah. simpsons cartoon <laughs> series that i thought was had way more potential that's another episode that's another episode um, <sighs> So yeah, I mean, yeah, just to kind of sum up the plot, um, the Mousekowitz family with Fival, they kind of get conned by Cat uh, or Cat or Waller, and yeah, to yeah. to go west because you know the east was it had no food and it had a lot of bullies and so this cat kind of dangles a puppet in front of him, a literal puppet, and says, go west. And they do. And then Catterwaller kind of reveals, ha-ha, we're going to exploit the labor and then we're going to eat you. So, (laughs) Which is exactly um, what cats would do. Yes. They play with you and then they eat you. (laughs) Yeah. So it actually kind of talks about, you know, we said it was deep art, the first Mm -hmm. one. This one's about exploiting the...
1: The market and the <laughs> you know, the employment. Yeah, you could touch I mean, hey, there's there's real history there, you know, especially like mm-hmm. Chinese immigrant laborers and the yep. building of the train and all that. You could you could you could make it make it about something real. Yeah, I choose <laughs> to believe that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Adam, if you're done, I would like to quiz our guest.
2: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: So right. I I'm gonna play a little game called um American tale quote or random movie quote. (laughs) All right. right. Um, So I'm just going to go them off the list and you just tell me if this was said in Five Will Goes West. And And it's been a while. There's a lot of weird things they say (laughs) in this movie. So first one's a conversation where someone says, look, mom, a singer and an actor. Tanya, stop that. You shouldn't stare at people less fortunate
1: than yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like that sounds like five goes west. That sounds like a thing. All right. All
0: right. One for one.
1: Good. Uh, Second, fool of a took. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is really oh, this is tough. You're really stumping me here.
2: Borderline. Gosh.
1: Yeah. I'm real, real on the edge for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna say Lord of the Rings on that okay. one. Okay. It's, oh, it's so close. <laughs> yep. You're good. You got it. Two for two.
0: All right. Um. Quote: Anyone can be a god, but it takes grit to be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to say will uh, Goes West. That is will Goes West. Okay. He's, All right. That's such a raw,
2: unadulterated yes. line. like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that Jimmy Stewart saying that So, one? So he or has this friend war. named Tiger
0: yeah. who's like a real idiot. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So one of the bad tropes that is when Native Americans capture someone they don't understand, they instantly think they're a god. So they right. instantly think Tiger is a god because they don't. He looks different. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. so they just treat him like a god. And then Fivel says, "Anyone can be a god, but it takes grit to be a dog." <laughs> Which,
1: I don't know. I think I feel like that's a step backwards. I feel like I need the the te- the context for that because because yeah. <laughs> Tiger's a cat, so it's extra yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's so incredible. Another quote: "Just remember, one man's sunset is another man's dawn." <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I want to say American, t- uh, five Will goes west again.
0: Yes, that is true. Okay. That is from Wiley Burp played by, yes. Jimmy by Stewart. Um, by that, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And that's probably his last line. Oh, geez. wow. Very ominous.
2: Powerful. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. if you told me that that was from master and commander, I would have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Show me the money. <laughs> I'm gonna say not five will goes west, but it's a Ketter real. Scatterballer
0: real... says that to Tom. Oh, he Cruz. did. No, just oh, kidding.
1: yeah, to Tom Cruise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to Tom Cruise, he's in the movie. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. You're four for four. Okay. Nice. All right. Big Remember, money. the real lady is what's
1: underneath the mask. <laughs> I could, I, I feel like in the, I could almost see that in the context of, of Five L goes West. Yes, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Uh,
0: Miss Kitty says that to Tanya, Ah, man. trying to convince her to go on showbiz, and that's where she sings her song about, you know,
1: shouldn't have second guessed myself, you know, yeah.
0: about missing your girl. Yeah. All right. So this is a long one. Pretty Which sure I had
1: best? a crush on Miss Kitty. Yeah,
0: I oh, she, mean, she's a looker. Yeah. <laughs> um, which would you rather have, the crouton or the entire Caesar salad? Of course we're going to eat the mice, but only after we've exploited their labor. See, we're <laughs> nice to the mice because it is intelligent to be so. If we act sweetly, they will come in droves. If we hiss, they will run and we'll have to chase after
1: them. An unnecessary expenditure of calories. Man. um. I feel like that's from gone with the wind, but I could be... <laughs> you gotta you gotta say that in the John Cleese like accent though right, I
0: oh, I wish I could do John Cleese. I wouldn't be working here <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh my God. all right, I think you're five for five, okay, um, no no, uh, i I got one wrong. I did get the Miss Kitty quote, okay. wrong, but all right, but
0: yeah, four for five, I guess yeah. um so. Uh, let this sleeping dog lie, son. Doggone it, I'm dog tired. I'm tired of leading the dog's life and fighting like cats and dogs against cats and dogs. A young pup's dogging by my trail time to become top dog. I'm going to the dogs in a dog-eat world, son. I'm so far over the hill, I'm on the bottom of the other side. That was uh, Wiley Burp, but yes. said a lot
1: slower. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's, that uh, that one line takes ten minutes. <laughs> okay yeah. uh yeah you got all of them right except for one
1: nice all right sweet mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i just wanted to show you how weird
0: <laughs> some it of is. these lines are
1: <laughs> they're they're amazing all every right. every word is pure poetry it's shakespeare
2: <laughs> it's shakespeare
1: <laughs> so adam if you had to compare this
0: bottom shelf dream to a top shelf what would it be
2: man i I mean, I think the the low-hanging fruit here is is Ratatouille, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I brought some other movies, you know, for your consideration, and um, we can maybe decide on one uh, at the end. Um, So the the first little bit, when they're in New York, all I could think about was Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gangs of New York for kids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know Leo and Daniel Day-Lewis like just going at it um i mean uh, i don't know we'll, we'll we'll go on we'll, we'll think of something else maybe um uh are you are you guys uh, aware of the movie uh, Fistful of Dollars Clint Eastwood
0: oh yeah definitely oh, has it, that I mean, yeah a
2: classic i mean the uh the whole gunfighter scene at the end i mean it doesn't get much more gunfighter than you know Clint and you know, Fistful of Dollars, Saving the Town, Saving the, the Femme Fatale. Um mm-hmm. Fistful of Dollars. I feel like that's a good place to start. That's a good one, yeah. Um and uh probably my favorite, uh Back to the Future part three. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean
2: the Buford gang just screams cats to me like they Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> like um, <laughs> if, if they just yeah. <laughs> transplanted it, um, and I, I think it's relatively the same time period too, like the eighteen hundreds, like eighteen eighty, whatever. Um, I think that that's in the uh, the general general time frame there. Yeah. Um, and then this one's a little this one's a little left field, and this is definitely not um, this is not better than <laughs> *A Pifle <Flyville> Goes West*. <laughs> but have you heard of a, a movie called uh, *Legend of the Titanic*?
0: no so i've heard of those two words but not together
2: <laughs> yes so the so legend of the titanic is this animated titanic movie um and they put these um animated mice into the movie so it oh, generally yes and it generally follows the same kind of plot as the movie titanic by james cameron but it's that, it's total whole lens, draw
1: me like yourself. your french girls part gets a little awkward in that cartoon but yes it's the best <laughs> uh, um,
2: so there's uh, um, the mice are like peeping on this scene and they're like boy she's beautiful my these these are mice and then the one mouse is like you're a mouse you can't be with her and then the best line in the whole movie he goes it's fine I'm not a racist and I <laughs> what, what? <laughs> and what? I just move on with the movie. Um and uh, I just found the uh the parallel of mice and um I just wanted to talk about um that movie. It's cause it's one of those movies that's just like so panned. It's like an awful movie, but I just wanted so, to talk about that. What so Go ahead, Mike.
0: I have some questions. <laughs>
2: okay, I, I might have some answers.
0: Uh, was everybody painting naked women on the Titanic? Was that like a hobby?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you were in high society in that time period, you just painted French ladies.
1: Yeah. You know, you got no Wi Fi on those cruise ships. So you're kind of, you, you left your own left you left your home your devices. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: this seems right? to be a trope that we can give to mice and Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Uh, so yes. great.
2: Um, but yeah, no, uh, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you got back to the future part three fistful oh, of dollars gigs in New York? I mean, do you have any second opinions? Any, any other, any other thoughts? I'm, I'm open to it.
0: Well, all of those are rated R <laughs> they are <laughs> without even having to look.
1: No <laughs> back to the future part three, I think is a great call out. Cause that's a good one for like those Western mm. tropes. I, I like hey. that angle. Um, mm. I feel like since you mentioned Ratatouille, I gotta I gotta mention one of the mm. probably the best mouse cartoon of all time is is actually The Great Mouse Detective. Yes. Um, yes. I feel like this would be more like Great Mouse Detective meets uh, Fistful of Dollars because it's totally like classic Western with mice, but like like Ratatouille's like more comedy uh right. buddy comedy whereas like great mouse detective and five goes west are both they're just like adventure mice movies yeah yeah mm. they're more literary true yeah, yeah. they're high, they're high art yes <laughs> <laughs> extremely high
0: art where, um, where does um adventures hmm. down under fit into all this oh that's yeah. a good one that's,
1: that's a, a good great one. one i think that's that's a good uh, wow Rescu- rescuers down under yeah oh, rescuers yes Yeah, yeah Mice
0: being able to talk and fall in love was like a hit thing in the (laughs) (laughs) nineties. Yes. Um, Follow the trends.
2: And then I I think if I were to submit my, my final answer, um, do you guys remember the, uh, the Johnny Depp movie Rango?
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like, I never actually watched that, but
2: yeah, it's on, it's on Netflix. So (laughs) you can give it a, you can give it a go, but uh yeah, I mean kind of similar, like the kind of character out of water, kind of real naive in the West. Mm. And um yeah, it's like a real kind of transformational journey. And then he becomes the new town sheriff, just like um in Fiveville. So yeah. um, you know, some some comparable and then the cast is also really brilliant too. Johnny Depp, Isla Fisher, uh, you know, some uh mm-hmm. some solid Uh, alfred molina is also in it too so yeah so like a a solid cast so you know all all good options but i agree i think back to the future three i feel feel like that really
0: nails it yeah well if you're not in love with this movie by the end of this episode we can't help you can't yes so this is the end of part one bottom shelf dreams um in two weeks we'll talk about Um, taking this beautiful, wonderful piece of high art and turning it into a theme park, a video game, live action, uh, a Furby doll, you name (laughs) it. We're going to figure out where this fits. Um, So join us. And if you like what you hear, then please um, go to our Discord channel because this is where we have all the fun. This is where we play games and we have harebrained conversations. So go to campus 180 Quarantine Zone. Uh, We have a place for you, especially um, if you're young and in college and you don't know what to do with your life. Well, we might be able to help you with that as well. So, um, so anyways, I've been Mike. I've been Adam. And and I'm Chris. All right. (laughs) Wonderful. You'll see us in two weeks.